0: Warning, the following is the officially sanctioned podcast. About the show, about four lifelong friends who who compete compete to embarrass each other in public. You know the one. The
1: official Impractical Jokers podcast. Yeah! Yeah. Welcome to the official Impractical Jokers podcast. Get ready, we got a good one. Tino Martinez is here. No, he's not. But uh, <laughs> well, Who we do have is Danny Green. Hi, guys. James McCarthy. What up, Case? Chelsea, the intern. Hey. So this is so great. Chelsea, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for Chelsea. having me. Chelsea's back. Danny Green's intern. She got us coffee last week. Now she's just chilling. She's on the
0: podcast. Chelsea, just remind everybody how many push-ups I did last time. 33. That's right. You heard right. 33. Very wow. impressive. Kind of. Im- oh, yeah. Very impressive. <laughs> <laughs> For some people,
1: very impressive. Um, well, let's jump right into this episode. Uh, the first episode, one of my favorite games of all time, and I'll tell you why. This is this is when the guy has a broken arm or something and needs help filling out a questionnaire. I think this is perfect. It really brings the, as we've talked about, the mark, the the stranger in the scene. It really brings them in because
2: they're like helping but then you're undercutting the help because you're saying ridiculous things fed by the other guys. It's so funny. to, uh, And they, they talk about it in the episode, but just watching the guys try to get the attention of the mark when they have not only their arm in a sling, but their fingers are in a little splints or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's. Quite the, uh, quite the show. And this, this, this one in particular had some incredible
1: personalities in the kind of people we were working with. Yeah. Sal's dude was like real kind of like aloof and like chill about everything. Yeah. Like the, like everything was, oh, okay. Like I clearly, like, I don't think he understood the question, but wrote it down anyway. Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah. Like he was like, he was like, uh, what, like, you know, ethnicity. And he's just like.
3: hundred percent straight dude. Never even doubted it.
2: Yeah. And the guy's like, I'm just going to write this stuff yeah. down. Yeah. I don't want to deal with this guy. He's crazy. Or, or no, it was great when he's talking about his butt. Right? He's talking about his the length of his. Sal's talking about oh, the
0: length of his eight, butt. Eight inches soft. You're right. My butt is eight inches long. Soft.
2: Okay, I got it. Soft.
1: Eight <laughs> inches soft. Eight inches soft. Which a is so fun because the guy the guy wrote it in his head. I think as like it's comma soft. Yeah. Not that it's eight inches soft. That yeah. it's eight inches and soft. Oh, you think it's both I think I think he gave Sal the benefit of the doubt as being like he doesn't mean it's eight inches soft. He's he means it's eight inches and and also soft. I copy that. You know what I'm saying? Which I think is fun. So it could have been like eight inches hairy. <laughs> yes. Understood. <laughs> yes, yes. So that's that's a fun. We also had Mer's dude was so great. It's a person that should be in Mer's life every day. <laughs> a few years back.
0: James, you need to be concise for me. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. So I can write this. Be concise. You know what? I fill out like the rest of myself. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> Just like giving Mer like the business. Like, come on. I'm not going to write the whole thing down. Mer, <laughs> Like, I wish that guy. I want to hire that guy on the show to be Mer's handler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then we got some. Uh, then there was also uh, Joe's person
2: was so nice and. He, like, oh, these, these people are, are, are helping them out. Yeah, what you're saying, is it's just incredible. This is, like, one of my favorite bits because it's always that thing, and we say it all the time of, like, the the mark sometimes ends up being— We should have, like—we have to have, like, an Emmys, Casey. We have to do our oh, own. Totally, We're never going to get a real Emmy, Chelsea. I'm sorry you're just finding this out now. We're never going to get one. <laughs> but we need to have, like, a Joker's Emmy with, like, a best supporting mark. That's great. And I, I feel like we'd have some nominees from this episode because it's just amazing what we'll see people do. Yeah, that would be fun. Guys, tweet us, hashtag Jokers Podcast. Who's been the best supporting Mark in season seven? Just let us know. Season seven. Who's it been and what bit? What did they do? How'd they help out? Uh-huh. Because really, they're, the, they're half the stars of the show. I mean, of course, the guys are your uh, Meryl Streep's, your Daniel Day-Lewis's. Totally. Your Leo DeCapis. Uh-huh. They're the stars. Yeah. But who who's the best supporting? I like uh, that we've had John Zaluga
1: on this season.
2: Yes. He, well, he's been, he, I know he's on a mark. But he's oh, just like oh, you got a different category. You have best supporting crew. This is best supporting crew. Ooh, that's tough. I know. Let's talk about that because I remember those. I remember for season those. seven. I'm always going to give it to Christine Morris. I disagree. Whoa. All right. Here, here's my nominees. If oh, I had here we go. Here best supporting crew. Oh, we have Cole Von oh, Cole wow. Wow. Cole Weber. Yeah, in uh, the Q punishment at the. Uh, the food shelter, the food, the food pantry.
0: Is this another
1: can of cooked ham? That, well, this is your second cooked ham can.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That is
1: one of the best. That That is a huge season seven line. He's my front runner. You're right.
2: T-shirts have been made to that line. (laughs) Okay. So you got Kovan Cole. Who else is up there? You have John Zaluga. Yes. As, I mean, I think here's what's tough. If you're going, only by one bit. I, I have to give us a call. I think John Cole's pops up a few times. John is in weakest link. Uh, he is in. He's the supermarket manager in our game called supermarket. I'm not sure what it aired as, but that's what we call it in the right. Uh, the comedy producers room. And then he hasn't come back yet. But my favorite John Zaluga performance is yet to come. And I think that if anything wins an Emmy on our show, that's going to win us a real Emmy. Is John <laughs> Zaluga's performance. Okay in this bit coming up later this season. So,
0: Well, I just want to
2: yep. I, I want to say one thing. Oh, Danny Green. You guys, nice. the season is not over. Oh, oh, oh and, yeah, we are forgetting oh, something. And, somebody wants to throw their hat into the ring. <laughs> Do you know to, what he's talking about? I know
0: exactly what Danny's I, I, talking about. That's it. I don't want to be my own PR person, but uh, I have a turn that's getting a lot of heat, a lot of Emmy heat. Uh, uh, enough buzz. We call it buzz. buzz? Okay. <laughs> You're used to
2: getting heat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 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 usually from the cops and coworkers. Buzz. I can't say your much loins. about it. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Hold on. This is this is important. But.
1: So this is important. Yeah. Danny Green is featured in this season. Yeah. It's coming in later in the episodes, later episode. We've talked about a little bit. We've talked about a little bit. It's outstanding. Thank it's you, absolutely insane. I I'm so excited for the fans. That's it. We can't talk anymore about it. That's it. We just have we to can do talk this. more know, about it.
2: Nope, here's <laughs> no. Here's an official. We're going to do this. Uh we came up with the idea right now. We're going to do it, our finale episode of the Jokers pod this season. We're going to do the Impractical Jokers podcast awards. Okay. And we'll give it out. And let, let people vote. Let us know what other categories we want. Uh, maybe best punishment of the season. Let's see it. Oh, great. Best punishment. Best new challenge. James McCarthy, you're a genius. Challenge. Hey, that's why they call me a comedy producer. <laughs> um, so, Danny, I write those ideas down. Got them.
1: Do all the work
0: for this.
2: Yeah, yeah. And in poll on
1: Twitter, poll. Uh, For each category, so like
0: people's, we could have a people's choice for some of these. Yeah, so
1: it'll be like best supporting mark, best supporting crew member, and then you'll have these options, and you 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 know like it'll have like the Cole, you know Cole, and what he did sort of like in it, and you could do that as a poll, and we see who wins. Uh, This is so fun. Nice job, James. Chelsea, we're we're an idea man. Do you approve of this idea? I do. Oh, great job, Chelsea. (laughs) Out of the ring for best intern. All right. (laughs) So that is handing it off. Very fun. And I got to hand it off to you for coming up with that idea. And now we're going to hand it
2: over to the next challenge, where you have to fall in love. Speaking of, yeah, so this thing was one of my favorite ones. Just knowing how it came about. Yeah. I have to say this. Go for it. If you watch that challenge, you will notice a tent in the background. We were supposed to play a game called Check Out My Tent. We played a similar game this year where it was Check Out My Basement. Uh, and we were thinking, like, why don't we do it in the park? And we still might do it. We might do it next season. It was very, very hot that day. Yeah. And it was extremely hot to be inside that tent, which is where we wanted all the Jokers and our camera crew to go. What do the guys hate? Heat, heat. heat. Danny Green loves heat. Jokers hate heat. Hate it. What do you. I hate heat. No, you
1: love heat. You were just saying, like, you got a lot of heat. You've been getting a lot of heat. Yeah, that's that's Hollywood heat. I know. You love <laughs> heat. Okay, I love heat. I love Hollywood heat. Yes. All right, the guys hate all heat. Okay, that's how much they hate heat. They don't even like good heat. Really? Yeah, they despise
2: it. They like Hollywood cold. So this is a hundred percent. I mean, this is a thing we have to talk about. I mean, okay, let's sink our teeth in here. They talk about the temperature on every set. As soon as they get to set. <laughs> I, I
1: will say that they will, when it's good temp, they also say, they also say it's good temp.
2: Oh, it's, it, but I'm just saying, Casey, the same way I see you, I say, hey, they say the temperature in here is blank. It's, yes. it's like, it's just, yeah. it, what, it's a formality for them.
0: What's the perfect Joker's temperature? 69. Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I,
1: I do believe that Sal's favorite temperature is 69. I'm pretty sure that they love, they
2: love it slightly cool. They'll, they'll take it cold. It's also yeah. just built for comedy. It's when they yeah. go to the hotel room, they, that's what they, they put into the thermostat. They know it's funny. It <laughs> makes them laugh. But it also is, it's roughly the right temperature. It might, Maybe 67 is a little better, uh, depending on the heat outside. Maybe 70 if it's a little cold out. But yeah. What's your temp? What's your number? I mean, I'm consistent. 69.
1: You're 69? Yeah. Danny? 55. Oh, my God. You're disgusting. Hate, okay.
2: I guess he does hate he, That's insane. <laughs> he proved his point. Yeah. Chelsea, Chelsea, is the 68. outdoor temperature. What?
0: 68. 68? Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's yeah. a nice way of Chelsea saying, stop making so many jokes. <laughs> she could just as easily turn it up one click and die laughing every time she looks at the thermostat. But she's like, listen... I'm a senior in college. You guys are juvenile. You're acting self-sophomoric. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my temperature is like 75. Really? Yeah, you, all, you are very cold all the time. You're currently wearing a heat tech underneath a sweater, and you have two jackets on the I back of like, your chair. Yeah, I have like a thermal button-down jacket with a winter coat. And we're recording this in July.
0: <laughs> what was the worst temperature on a Joker shoot? Either hot or cold, like the worst Life conditions. Cards.
2: We talked about lifeguard a little bit last week, which yeah. was like insane. I'm trying to think of another one that was like lifeguard. Really, we really were bad. in like a box that was like
1: a metal shed that was just heat. And then they had tried to like pipe in air conditioners. But as soon as someone opened the door, all of anything that that air conditioner was doing was pulling it out. Fans didn't help. It was like, and when I say fans, I do not mean fans of the show. I mean like the, the thing that blows air, mm-hmm. um, nothing, nothing could help. And it was just like humid. And it was about to rain, so it was that kind of humidity. It was Mm -hmm. bad. And then it poured rain, and so that it, like, shut down our production. Like, it was hard. We luckily had finished the lifeguarding punishment with Sal, but then people couldn't even wrap up cables and stuff because it was just pouring.
2: Yeah. So that was a nightmare. You know, and we're not on set every day. You really have to ask, uh, like, Nicole Salamac.
0: Yeah. Today's Nicole's birthday, by the way. Did you wish her a happy social media birthday? Are you kidding me? Danny
2: Green, you know everything. How did you know that? Uh, uh, Social media. And now, for the real fans, you can find out when we recorded this podcast because <laughs> this is coming out two October weeks later. 22nd. Um, but. I would say there's another
1: one that was bad, which was Joe's car wash punishment. Hot. I almost wish it wasn't so hot because Joe was in a bikini and, like, had water access. (laughs) Yeah, he wanted (laughs) to be in a bikini. He was, like, cool with it. Yeah. But, like, the rest of the crew was, like, actually having the punishment of, like, having to be there. If you were
2: inside or outside, it was bad. I've been on a freezing cold set, though, before, and I can't remember which one it was. It's, like, something when we were, like, in the basement of a grocery store uh, and it just got too cold. I'm sorry there's not a specific there. I'll lie and say it's when we filmed Fly Me to Balloon. Great um yeah i'd i'd prefer not true. i prefer a hot set to a cold set to be honest with you guys but that's me i'm
1: like partially anemic i'm weird but Sorry. you run 75 degrees i like a 75 i go to when i get to a hotel first thing i do show off the ac first thing <laughs> i do really oh yeah wow that's a maniac move
0: i know can you believe this chelsea no i can't believe it in comic-con which is always very hot uh-huh was the temperature for okay for you also, it's San Diego.
1: It's perfect weather. Yeah. Um, yeah, I turned. I I absolutely turned off the the heat when I go every time I go to because you get to you get to a hotel for some. I'm sorry, the the air. You get to a hotel and the air condition's on no matter what. Right. They assume everybody likes it 69 style, but I don't. At home, I probably in the summer will set it at like 73, 72. I'm not like setting it at 75. I'm not a maniac. Right. Yeah. But I I also don't. I like almost not having any air or heat on if possible. Yeah. You know, because it dries you out. That's and that's uh, that's the heat report with Casey
2: Jones. Yeah. I know this guy that used to um, he it, it, he was stupid. He would uh, open up his oven and turn the oven on to heat his house. That's and, a uh, bad don't. That's a good PSA right yeah, now. Don't do never that. do that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Why not? You're kidding. Danny, that's Chelsea, like, would you like to field this one?
1: <laughs> You're like letting gas into your... It's like a fire, safety, burn stuff.
2: It's yeah. like the whole thing
1: is a bad idea. Okay. It's a bad idea. Good, but good, if you
2: do do it, uh, turn it to 420. Uh, because nice! Again, <laughs> we're looking for comedy. Um,
1: <laughs> but if someone did that, I would not fall in love with them. Boom. Segue into
2: this oh, yeah. challenge. We're back into our main point. We wanted to play Checkout. the tent. Too hot. Didn't do it. The guy's like, we need to come up with a game on the spot. We played this game before where uh, papers fell down. They're like, we want to do a new version of that game. We're not going to do it. exactly the same. We're going to get a bunch of oranges and make someone fall in love with us.
1: Yes. And this is very much a Sal idea. Like it, this is something that he would want to do is like try to convince someone to fall in love with them. Mm-hmm. And I think like he was like, I think I could do it. And people were like, I don't think you can. And then that's how it becomes a challenge. And then Sal loses. Sal can't <laughs> get somebody to fall in love with them. Couldn't do it,
2: but... The faces the guys made were very funny. <laughs> yeah, Joe Joe's really killed me. I know. Joe, I was like, Joe, do you know what love is? <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. It made me. It made me die laughing. But again, like when Joe Gatto shoots you those looks, sometimes it just kills you. Yeah, and he did it repeatedly. Uh, did we have to blur those people's faces? Like, so we watch the episodes on a rough cut, and they don't always blur things. Uh, were they all minors? Did they end up getting blurred? Danny Green, do you know? I don't know. I think they.
1: What we do with often, what we do if somebody is a minor, um, we'll have them. The version I saw, they were not. They were not blurred. Well, yes, they might yeah. Know. So we'll have them fill out a release because right. they're. But they need like parental approval. So we'll get their phone number and follow up, and have their parent sign the release and fax it, or I got. I don't know if you fax anymore. Take a picture of it and email. Yeah. We get we get permission from a parental guardian. So if you if it's not blurred, that's why we're not just like. Fortunate. Well, one time <laughs> my son was on the show.
0: Ew. We were uh, at the Joe Genie punishment. And we were sitting right. in the front row and he got blurred and I called up north-south and I said, you don't have to blur my son. It's okay. He'd love to be on the show. It would be, it would be an honor, but they've never unblurred him. Ah, uh, that's like a punishment for your son. Yeah, it is.
1: I think partially sometimes they blur because they're like, oh, this, oh we don't want it to get back. We want the show to be authentic. We want, don't want it to get back that like we're filling the audience with Danny Green's children. <laughs>
2: It was only one of my children. but still, we need a best blur nominee too. Just thinking of the episode. At the <laughs> oh, end. that's funny! Best blur. Write that down, Danny. Best Do the blur. work. Okay. Um, I like the best, I, and not to tell yeah. you how to run your office, Danny Green. You're taking all the notes. Chelsea, the intern, is coming in, making jokes, sitting down. Yeah, it's fantastic. Danny's like, oh, I gotta get, up, gotta get this all down. Yeah. <laughs> now we've got Danny the intern. Yeah, I was. I started
0: out as an intern.
2: Danny, well, a, the, a lot did. of that. Yeah. Danny the intern. Yeah, he's a good boss. I like yeah. this guy. Thank you. Do you know the reference that you made? Great Caesar's Ghost? Do you know what that's a reference from? Of course. Casey, do you know?
1: Oh, hold on. Great, Great Caesar's, Caesar's Ghost. Ghost. Uh, Great Caesar's Ghost. Oh, I want to say Back to the Future, because
2: he's always pulling from that.
1: What's that name? Marty <laughs> <laughs> McFly <laughs> Jr.
2: That's it. good guess. Chelsea, do you have a guess?
1: No. I don't know.
2: Is it somebody... Is it... Is
1: Give me a hint. Perry White. That's a big hint. White. <laughs> that's a tremendous
2: yeah. hint. Then I'm not going to get it. <laughs> Great Caesars Ghost. It's a Superman reference. It's from the Superman comics. Oh. Yep. Oh, who says it? Perry White. That's, that's the person? That's, that's, yeah. yeah, the, oh, big the editor of the Danny Daily hint. Planet.
1: Wow. Great yeah. Caesars Ghost. Yeah. That's fun. I like Q. Q is a person who loves a reference. And he doesn't do it just all the time, willy-nilly. But when he could put a little reference in like... Uh, you know, he, I think he, he has used Back to the Future references a lot. Yeah. A lot. And so I
0: like when he does. That.
2: <laughs> Great Caesar's Ghosts. Hi. Hi.
0: There was another classic TV reference in that bit. What? Did uh, you pick it up? Wow. Well, and it's a, it's a sartorial reference. That means clothing. Correct. Really? Yes. Did something in Something Sal wore. Sal? Yes. Sal? Sal? I give up. Sal was wearing a Regal Beagle t shirt. Do you know what that is? No. Do no, you know James? I, I do not know Chelsea. Do you know? I
2: have no idea.
0: Regal Beagle was the bar that the Three's Company crowd frequented. Yes. Hit.
2: Oh, come on, oh. knock on my
1: door. <laughs> Wait. So yeah, he talked about this in his talk back, right? Uh, for one of the punishments,
0: for one of the uh, Joker's Q and
1: As. Yeah, the Q and A. Yes, he talked about that. Yes, I was sitting. I was sitting there frozen. Yes, and you yes. So it's funny because I wasn't listening. (laughs) I didn't even get that right. Yikes. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's, so falling in love. Do you think you could do it? Of all the challenges, right? If you had to do this one, what would you, how would you approach this challenge? Danny Green.
0: How would I approach? I would look the other person in the eyes. I would listen. I would lie and pretend I was a kind, caring person. That's what I did with my wife all those years ago. I think I told her jokes. Actually, I told her a joke about airplane food,
2: and she was working for uh, American Airlines at the time. Then you really found the one true love, (laughs) and (laughs) so one person that would like that. (laughs) And so your strategy is to do what worked on your wife. Yes, that's not which isn't a bad strategy. Yeah, do what you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think I
1: would. I think I would dig in, try to be as like charming as possible, and be like, "Wait, what is your name? I feel like I've seen you." Like. In my dreams or something. I
2: don't know. Oh maybe God, like, Are you talking to me? Yeah. I feel like I'd be like, wow, would you like to just spend some time together? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I was just walking through the park. I have to get to art school. Wow. <laughs> an artist and a muse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever called me their muse before. I'll do it. That's and amazing. that's how that scenario would have won. You would have oh, won. I'd go, I want to go back. Say the artist one again. Uh, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an artist. I'm just on my way to school. You can't be. Because you're a piece of art. <sighs> but, I think I'm in love.
1: Hell yeah. Dan-n-n-n. Casey, thumbs John up. Lynn. Ha ha, I was actually faking you out. You're on a show. I don't love you. Get out.
2: Oh, no. That is
1: the That would be the downside. This will help my art. If somebody fell in love with them, that would be scary because then he, they would have to commit.
2: I know. I and the show that. would have to be I over. I that Murray got a number and it's like, guess what? This was a show. I don't want to hang with you. I hope, I hope they at least hung out. I love the woman that he... I want to see them together. The woman that he fell in love with. Yeah, I oh, think yeah. it'd be nice. I mean, I think, honestly, that's what everybody's been waiting for on Practical Jokers. Well, who is our Jim and Pam, you know? Right. Yes. We don't have that. We don't. We should bring one mark back every episode to kind of uh, force that kind of chemistry into our show. <laughs> I would
1: love if Myrrh started dating that woman and she just started appearing on the show all the
2: time. Mm. That would be such a fun little plot twist. In every episode she's there just off to the side of BTS. He's got to go run out pick up her laundry come back. I think her name was Anna? Oh, I'll never remember. I think it was. One of my favorite moments of the show was when the
0: guys tricked Murr uh, and he fell in love with that actress.
2: Oh, yes. And um psychoanalysis? Was that the bit? It could have been. I believe so. Are
0: you sorry? Yeah.
2: There is a serious connection right now. Like, no
1: joke. There really is. Okay, Blair, great job. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Was that not real? (laughs) That
4: wasn't real. That wasn't real. (laughs) She's our
0: actress. That wasn't real. (laughs) You're done and I've never been more uncomfortable on this show.
1: Renner falls in love every day. (laughs) Let's be honest. He's a hopeless romantic. Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely hopeless. Yeah. All right, now we're actually going to go to a very exclusive, very fun phone call with the one and only Joey Fatone.
2: Yeah. How cool is
1: that? We got to talk to Joey Fatone and, you know, pick his brain about uh, how he got started with the show, where he thinks it's going, and the possibility of Joey getting punished. So listen to this. Thanks so much for taking time and talking to us.
4: Not a problem. You know, it's always nice to, to to hang out and talk to you guys, especially, you know, to sit here and talk to you, you know, specifically instead of just popping in and out like I normally do. Yeah,
1: here's my first question. So if this, if the Joker's universe was like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who would you right. be? Mm,
4: who would I be in the Marvel Universe?
1: Right, like let's say the Joker. You'd be staying you, you, you created them. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you created their everything. That's, uh, a lot of people don't know that about Faton. He made the show.
4: I, think I of, made the show. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's I yeah, think, I think, silly, of,
1: yeah. I think of you as Thanos. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he can end the show you like can that. End too. us <laughs> if you wanted to. I could,
4: I could, yeah, I could easily, easily with all the dirt I have on everybody. I could easily end the show.
1: Of course. Um, that's so great. I, I, a lot of people always ask, and we like you to tell the origin story, going back to almost like a Marvel thing. Origin story of how you got involved in the show.
4: It's a weird fluke. I guess I lost a bet maybe as well. The process. <laughs> uh, no, the cool thing about it was is actually, believe it or not, it was a podcast. Uh, I started watching the Jokers when they first went on air. I thought it was hilarious. My, brother, my, brother, my brother said, dude, have you seen this freaking show on True TV? And I said, uh, what is it called? It was a practical joker they go, actually, I have. And I happened to be on Twitter one day, and some some fan was saying, hey, Joey, the What Say You podcast they're talking about. You know, I'm like, what is What Say You? And I'm like, yeah. well, it's Sal and Q, and they do this podcast. And, and you know, ABC and D, they start talking about Superman, you know, comic books, speaking mm-hmm. of which, and how Q is a Superman fan. He has a tattoo on his arm. And there's only a few people he knows that have tattoos of Superman symbol. And he said Shaquille O'Neal, Bon Jovi, and Joey Fatone. And then they went off in this whole thing about sync and how they were huge fans and did the song, blah, blah, blah. So I literally went on Twitter and said, hey, what are you guys talking about me? And I heard the podcast, of course. Wow. And then Lily started talking to Sal. You know, me and Sal just started talking back and forth uh, on Twitter. Then we always started, you know, putting you know, each other in DMs and stuff. Then, you know, talking to him about coming to set, you know, and talking to Q as well, obviously, when I when I was talking about the podcast. So I was in New York City at the time, and I said, hey, you know, obviously my, my older daughter loves the show. You know, he's like, hey, come on by, maybe we'll, we'll throw you in there. So I was like, ha, 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 real funny. So I was like, hey, you know, I'm in town. And he's like, oh, I wish you were in deli. So I was like, okay, let's go. So I met up with them, sat there with them, watched it, watched them do it. And all of a sudden, you know, Q was like, hey, you want to do it? I said, huh? He's <laughs> like, yeah, we'll put you on the floor. We'll, we'll, we'll throw some things at you. We'll see what happens. I went, all right, let's do it. And that's how the friendship embellished. There. We've we've known each other. And just being that episode one time that happened, and then it triggered to where when Q hurt his ribs. As a joke on the phone, and I said, "Damn, that sucks." You know, I said, "Maybe I'll go in for you like I did last time." Ha ha ha! And yeah. he goes, "Really?" I go, "Oh shit, maybe I put my <laughs> mouth, uh, my foot, my mouth on that one." And yeah, they called me back up, did that. People loved it, got the response. And they were, you know, organically making some sort of show they were talking about, and my name came in the mix, and the rest is history as far as doing after party. I got hired to do that. We're doing it now in season two. We got one more, another one next year coming up. So excited!
1: And you're a staple on the Joker's cruise.
4: I am a stable owner. I don't know how that happened too. It always happens when I lose bets. You're the life no, of the, actually I them.
1: You're the life of the party on that. I I you know, you and I have a lot of fun and my favorite, one of my favorite moments is is you doing um what's the it wasn't Backstreet Boys, it was uh uh what's it called? New kids. Yeah, you're doing a New Kids on the Block song, which is so right. cool. There, there, I mean there like a
4: few, few times there have been a couple of boy band songs out there that that, that might have been a blur and might have been <laughs> clear in certain times. I do remember.
1: I just, yeah. I, as soon as you get out there and like a boy band song comes on and the fact that it's not in sync, I just see everyone's like smartphones pop up and start recording. Like it's, of course. They're, they're like,
4: like, oh my God, you see this? This is like, the, the, this is not, never supposed to happen.
1: That's so boy fun. Boy band
4: is never, boy band is never supposed to sing another boy band or song. That's like the <laughs> yeah. boy band code. What, what the deal with that? that? That's so you fun. don't do that.
2: <laughs> no, nah, Cats and dogs living together. It's so funny. And the other funny thing is you fit in it's so necessary. well with... <laughs> you fit in so well with the other guys and like, it it's just seamless but then when you turn it on to like do a dance move or to sing and it's like holy crap this guy's so super talented at that like can all the guys do that and then they try and they're like oh no yeah. <laughs> only jealous. Well,
4: i appreciate it yeah, well it, it is i think it is funny because i think because we have such a camaraderie together and we're so close in age and then on top of that we grew very close as far as growing up in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, an Italian, I guess, area. Mm-hmm. As far as Brooklyn and Staten Island, I mean, yeah. come on. It, it's, so we it, we kind of, and I think that's kind of why we, we gelled so well together and everybody on that crew, especially you guys, and everything else. It's just it, just gel. We we kind of get on each other's humor and all that kind of stuff. I think what makes it funny, and I think it's interesting because again, they don't they, they know me of what I've done. But I never really see it. So I guess when, when you're talking about when they see you do a dance or sing or something, like, oh, wow, they can actually sing. Oh, shit, they can actually dance.
1: Yeah. Would you ever want to do a punishment from the show?
4: We've, had, we, we've ta- I've always talked about it. I said I'd love to do like an actual full episode if there is ever such or something where we can actually. Because I know that sometimes they film it out of context in, in the sense of time frame. Of when people get punished or not because you know they have to figure out who adds up who gets you know who's getting the punishment but i would think it'd be fun to do that i think i you know i i probably grab my pants because i know they'd probably find <laughs> out what the hell i'm most either afraid of or yeah. which not a lot of things scare me which is which is kind of good i guess right i'm kind of in the sense of a little bit of joe but there are probably certain things that I probably would not say or do. Of the punishment sure yet, so it hasn't been has approached me yet. So of the
1: punishment so far, what has intimidated you the most? Do you think like that you'd be like, oh, that's a really hard punishment. Uh, I would
4: skydive. You know, I always wanted to jump out of a plane, but never really had the, the cojones to actually go. Okay, let's just mm-hmm. go do it. Yeah, I probably would, but it would take me that would, that would freak me out a bit. I think.
1: Um, I think we're gonna have you skydive in a piñata costume into a shark, into a Shark Tank.
4: And then, as and then, one after I come down, they're going to hit me and it's going to open up and I'll be Captain Underpants, or something like
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Somebody, Captain. or Tony Gunk, or something like that. Who knows? maybe you know, wind up with somebody else. That'd be
0: well, pretty funny. What about performing music live in front of five thousand people? Do you think you'd have trouble with that one?
4: Uh, I don't think I'd have trouble with that one. It's <laughs> a little easy to me. Uh, it's a possibility. Um, you know, depending on if it's a, if it's a song that I would know or an improv. Yeah, there's many times we've done both, especially on the Joker's cruise where right. you know you mm-hmm. never even know the you know the karaoke karaoke killed the cat, which is right. a staple favorite that I think keeps coming every year after year. Yeah. Last year, however, though, I will admit I was there up until the, the, the sun was coming up. This time, man, I, I I was like four in the morning. I'm like, man, I'm trying. I'm try I'm, I was giving it the, the freaking Evo, and I was just tired. <laughs> I couldn't do it anymore.
2: Oh. I don't know if it's with
4: age, and, and it can't be with age because I can't believe it. Joe Gatto is the one that is always out there all the time until until the last person's there.
2: Yeah,
4: I, and he don't drink, he don't do nothing. He just drinks, he'll drink coffee and stuff like that, and that's about it.
2: It's amazing. Nah, he that's is just a, actually a vampire, is what we figured out. <laughs> so that's the thing is he's just going around taking the life force from other people.
4: I would assume, yeah, yeah. He, he probably he probably is. He did, Thank you for this. Yeah, no wonder no, anyway, he doesn't stay out in the sun a lot.
2: Yeah. So Joey, that does bring up a good question. That what are you afraid of? If we were, if we were to punish it, what are you afraid of?
4: I don't know. I guess we will just have to find out. I really don't know. I have to think about it.
1: Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I just, I mean, like, I just love the idea of a Joey Fatone punishment. It's gonna happen. I'm sorry, buddy. It's, it's
4: definitely I hope gonna happen. So. I mean, I honestly do. I think it'd be exciting. I mean, for me, it's like you know, think about how many live long dreams. There are many people out there that would love to be punished by the Joker's. I mean, I think that'd be a fun thing. Except. Especially when it has to deal with embarrassment. And that's the only thing that, that I think that, that that might be another scary thing. I mean, you got to really think about it. Since Not to say because a lot of people know jokers. So a lot of people kind of know me. So there could be a way that they could probably do something that I might have to go up in front of people that are were my fans or something like that. And do something embarrassing, which they would probably laugh at. So, it, yeah. yeah. Now that I'm giving new ideas, it's great.
1: Have you talked to the other guys in NSYNC about it? Like, are they jealous that you get to do this stuff?
4: I will say Chris Kirkpatrick was one of the first ones that said "you son of a gun." He's like, "I freaking love that show. How the hell did you get on that?" He was just like ridiculously pissed off. So one day I told him, "I said, we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to figure something out or do something. You know, don't um, that- get on that because it's fun."
1: What's crazy about that is I have a photo from like 2006 or something of Q and Sal with Chris Kirkpatrick.
4: <laughs> he was doing, yeah, he was doing some sort of uh, film or something like that, or a movie or some sort of cameo or something like that in, in, in a film, he was telling me. Yeah.
1: That, I mean, I I, 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 like, Sal sent that to me back and that, like, when it happened, he, like, texted me the photo, and I was like, what is even going on? And to flash forward now, and to, that's that's so funny. Like, that's, Isn't
4: that crazy? Yeah, first yeah. they were on, like, a set together, but now Chris wants to be on the set with them, that's, for Jokers.
2: That's so wild.
4: Yeah, it, they're, they're, they're very, they are a little bit jealous. They definitely are. I won't say that. They, they won't a little modest about it, they'll keep it quiet. I think Chris was the only one I call it but just cursed me out.
1: Uh Joey, we don't want to keep you too much longer, so thank you so, so much. Is there anything no else problem. you, you wanna anything else you want to say to the to the Jokers fans? You listen? know, just
4: be sure of course to check out Impact of Jokers, of course, and Impact of Jokers after party. I mean how could you not, you know, we, we, we've shot eight episodes for this season. Hopefully we're going to shoot more next season. I know we're doing eight, but I know there's so many episodes that the Jokers have, but they're always obviously traveling around. That's the hardest part about trying to do the after mm-hmm. party because they're still working at yes. the same time. Yeah. But uh, you know what? You know, thanks for everybody watching out and everything. So I really appreciate it. Thank you guys for always being there and helping me out.
1: And we want all the fans to please uh, hashtag Jokers podcast and let us know how we should punish Joey Fatone. <laughs>
4: yeah.
1: oh, Thank you, Joey. Sorry, we're going to have to do it. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Have fun, Joey. Thank you so, so much. And just a reminder, Joey Fatone is on After Party at 1030 right after Impractical Joker, so make sure to check that out. We now go to a really fun interview with two developers who created the Wheel of Doom app game. That is a $2.99 app created with the, with the True TV and these, this development team, and it's on Android and iPhone. Listen to this interview. Check this out. All right. On the podcast, we got Mike Doom and Jay Guevara, uh, part of Built Games. Very excited to have you guys here. They created the app for Impractical Jokers, the Wheel of Doom app. We How- did.
3: Hey, thank you for having us.
1: So excited. Mike, Doom, were you excited to make the Wheel of Doom app? You must get that question.
3: It was kind of crazy because we started the game before I changed my name to Doom. I just got married this last year as a, a kind of a, a one thing that we wanted to do just as a family. We changed our name to Doom. And went, oh, my gosh, I'm working on the Wheel of Doom game, too. So it kind of... It made us uh pretty excited.
1: That's good. The only better game to work on is the old game Doom.
3: <laughs> like, oh the... man, if I could ever work on that,
1: that's so cool. So that's so fun So the Wheel of Doom, obviously it's something that was it's been in actually, we don't know the origins <laughs> the The idea of the Wheel of doom that it, it found the jokers. the jokers didn't find that the Wheel of Doom. <laughs> and so now we have a, now it's haunted its way into a digital version, which is so fun. How's the response been?
3: Response response has been really good. Um, we debuted it at Comic-Con um, this last year um, during the uh, Impractical Jokers block party, and the response has been fantastic. We've had lots of repeat plays, lots of positive feedback from young and old alike. All Jokers fans seem to love it.
1: Yeah, it's perfect for Jokers fans. I mean, uh, Jokers fans love this kind of stuff, and then it's it's part of the whole ethos of, of the show. So to expand it into this w- version where they can get their hands on it is, is so great. You guys did such a good design uh, design and such a good job putting it together. Uh, I, I love it. And the guys love it. And the you know, the guys are nerds. So like they, this is like a thing that they like, it, it's almost like a, it's more of like a badge. It's like a trophy for them to get to this level where they have like an app like this.
3: And you know what? we really tried to do them right. And just do them a solid because we know where they're from, where they're at. And, we're huge gamers too, and kind of in the same age range. And so we look at it and say, you know what? It'd be really cool if we can take a lot of really neat show moments and use an old school game feel and really try to create something new and something fun that people haven't really seen before, but seems familiar to that audience. And yeah. so we think we've achieved it with this one. Fingers crossed.
0: Big time. Now, for those who haven't downloaded the game, I feel sorry for you all, but why don't Mike and Jay, why don't you guys tell? <laughs> Uh, those folks a little bit about what the game is.
3: Absolutely. Well, do you dare to spin the Wheel of Doom? So the idea is you spin the Wheel of Doom and you have to play one of the games that it demands. And the games are themed after punishments from the show um, and other fun show moments that appeal to super fans. And so we put a lot of really fun humor That's inside of there Um, that where you go and you spin, uh, you spin the wheel, you get three games that you play through um, and then you get scored at the end. And the jokers give you a color commentary throughout the entire thing. So it's a pretty fun experience where you play a core game of those, of those um, uh, mini games. And then it unlocks, unlocks four different modes and those four different modes we paid special attention to making those modes feel very different and very fun. So you not only just get twelve set, a set of 12 games, you get a set of, what, what's 12 times 4? My math is terrible. 48. 48. Look at that. Thank you, Jay. 48 different types of games to play.
0: And what are some of the games that uh, are, are are part of the app?
3: A great question. So one fantastic one is called Cry Diving. So you jump in as Myrrh and you play as Myrrh, jumping out of an airplane, which we all know he loves. And <laughs> so he's he's kind of crying all the way down. And so what you're trying to do is you're navigating around obstacles. Uh, the obstacles are generally birds because there's lots of birds in the air. Okay? Right. And you're picking up coins because you know what? It's not a video game unless you have coins. I agree. And so one of the big things that we threw into it, that we know Murr also loves besides uh, skydiving, is sharks. He's super into sharks. We know that, right? No, he's not. <laughs> <And> so
0: <laughs> Sorry, back Don't up, you guys watch the show? He's not. He doesn't, he doesn't oh, like sharks so, at all.
3: He hates them, right? He hates them. And so what we did was we, uh, we actually put in so sharks jump up as he's, as he's skydiving. And so, insult to injury, he gets, not only does he have to skydive, but he has to navigate around treacherous sky sharks. It's a little bit silly. I think it's perfect. Um, Cause
1: he's obsessed with money. He loves coins <laughs> and he hates yep. sharks. So avoid the sharks, collect the money. It's right on game with Myrrh.
3: Oh man. Right. And so that was really fun. There was another one that uh, fans have really liked too, that we're, we're actually pretty proud of from a game design perspective, because I don't think we've seen anything on the market like it, which is if you go look at the Joe, the genie game, so Joe, the genie, he plays Joe and it's, uh, the one where he's um, in front of an audience where it's a uh, uh, Arabian nights and he's flying around as a genie, just smashing into stuff. And so we created a game where you're on a spring that allows you to move from left to right and just smash stuff. So right. the more stuff you smash, the bigger the points. And so those are two, some of the, two of the games that I really liked. Um, uh, and we've found that fans really dig as well.
0: So guys, the, the show's been on for seven seasons, but we're constantly uh, producing new episodes, new punishments. Are you guys going to create uh, new parts of the game based on what goes on air?
3: Ooh, very good question. We're actively investigating that as we speak.
0: Terrific. So maybe some of the punishments we saw in season seven we'll see in the game soon.
3: What? Uh, so, okay, question for you. What is your favorite punishment? What would you like to see in the game? I I guess I'm just teasing out, what do you want to see in the game? Well,
1: there's (laughs) some fun ones from Season 7 we could talk about. So there's one where I I think a fun game could be Q Q has to take food. Like, he's sneaking food at, like, a a charity. He volunteered to, like, put food together in baskets for uh, the needy. But he's sneaking the food and eating it. So I think a fun game would be, you know, you hit the right buttons to make him – to like pick it up and eat it, but you have to do it timed out when the other people are looking or crossing your way. Oh, that's good. So that could be a game. Oh, That's good. This is I, this good. is up my alley. I love pitch, <laughs> like my job. No, man, like spitball! I love it. This I love great. a spitball. I love pitching ideas. It's like literally where I like where I love to work. So if you need some ideas, I got them for you. Oh, that man. one's that one's free.
3: Absolutely, that that one's, that's, that one's fantastic. If, so uh, we we try to do all of the jokers, right? So if you think any Sal ones. Those mm-hmm. would be great. We're looking for
1: those. Oh, Sal has to pick up a chicken. Sal has to has to. Oh, that's a great one. You have chickens running killer. around the room. You have to collect all the chickens in a certain amount of time. <laughs> that's a that's a game right there.
0: But they have to be killer chickens. They yeah, have they're to be kill, violent, I mean, violent chickens. They're killer
1: chickens, and he's got to pick it up. And his dad's there. His dad's knocking him out of his hands. <laughs> something like that. That's great. I'm in Don Draper. <laughs> oh Don God. Draper would be mad at me for giving out these free ideas.
3: I mean, no kidding, man. No kidding. I gotta, we got to come over there. Um, we got to have a beer and and uh, and, and socialize and Definitely. talk about and talk about ideas. Right? Anytime,
1: and, and, anytime, you guys want to come to the to North South Productions where we you know come up with ideas for the show, we'd love to have you and we'd love to pitch more ideas. You guys seem you guys, I, I love your, your your zest of for life and and, and for making stuff for these fans because they're they deserve it and you guys are doing a great job.
3: Oh, thank you. We really appreciate. it. And We really appreciate you guys bringing us on the co- uh, on the uh, on the podcast.
0: Sure. And so, where can people download the
3: app? Uh, very good question. So, just go on to the iTunes Store and look up "Impractical Jokers" game. Oh, uh, I'm right. sorry, iTunes Store and Google Play. Jay sitting next to me. He's like, "You gotta talk about Google Play." Yeah,
0: you got Google Play uh, and you got the App Store, and yeah. And how much is it? It was like yep. eighteen, nineteen dollars.
3: No, <laughs> oh, geez, no, no, no. no it's uh, what is it? Two ninety nine. Yeah. Two ninety nine. That's a pretty um, good so deal. Where it's it's a steal. Um, so it's the <laughs> cost of bubblegum today, right?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, and it's for life. You get you So if the, when these upgrades, let's say these new games come, hopefully they do. They, they're included,
2: right?
3: Yes. We were talking about this at the beginning. Do we go free to play? Do we go paid? Um, and so we did this as paid, um, and we tried to make it at a pretty affordable point price. So we can just get it out to fans so it's they don't have to worry about um, in-app uh,
1: payment stuff. Yeah, yeah.
3: Fi- Like us figuring out in-app purchases, That's right? Advertisements. So like, you know what? Let's just give them a treat. You pay it once and you're done. Have fun with it. And if we get updates, we're going to give you all the updates that we can.
1: Love it. Thank you guys so much.
3: Yeah, rock and roll. We really appreciate it. Uh, really fun chat.
1: All right, now it's time to talk about this punishment, Tino Martinez. Uh, James, I will allow you to give his
2: credits. <laughs> Our, now batting, number 24, four, 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 four. Tino, Tino Martinez. Tino. 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 <laughs> I don't think I did that right. Bob Shepard's been gone for too long. He was the Yankees uh, announcer. Anyway, Tino was one of my favorite Yankees.
1: This must have been big for Left-handed
2: you. first. But it was the only guest i've ever asked to take a picture with oh uh and i i was like i hate to do this but i, I was like i've been here for five years never has to do it and uh big surprise he was super gracious about it and did it he was like, so nice yeah i know no surprise at all he but beyond was the best like we've had people on and them like that person was nice
1: but he this guy was going out of his way to like just talk to everyone and, and like he must get
2: bombarded all the time so the fact that he's not like over talking to people is crazy and especially we filmed that across the street from yankee stadium before a Yankees Red Sox mm-hmm. game, which the Yankees won, by the way, the Red Sox might be World Series <laughs> champions by the time this airs, but I hope not. Yeah, uh, but that could have happened uh, anyway. Um, this was at Billy's, and Billy's is a great bar. It's right across from sta- the stadium. It's big. It's spacious. Um, I highly recommend checking it out before the game. And uh, yeah, Patino was gracious with everybody that he met. So. I, at one point for Insider,
1: I started talking to Sal and I started asking him trivia questions about Tino Martinez. Mm-hmm. And Sal did a surprisingly good job. That was his era and he knew a lot. I don't think it made Insider. It might have been too long. Danny, yes, here's some more homework. You need to reach out to Kevin Felix and get that part of the interview and we'll put that online. Ooh, that'd be fun. That'd be fun because it's just fun to see Sal know so much about baseball. And he got a few things wrong, but like got a lot right. And he was mad at himself for the stuff he got wrong. And Tino was really a good sport about it. It was great.
2: Well, but, and yeah, and him and Q were like season ticket holders I yeah, believe, at some yeah. point for that, uh, the Yankees like late 90s run. Yeah. You know, it's funny that I remember talking to Sal and Q about like when we filmed
1: with the Mets. Yeah. Because they were like, they had to put on this Mets gear and they would do it, they will do it. But part of them is like, yeah, but we're like the biggest Yankee fans. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think Murr is an old school Mets fan, but he'll, you know, he's not as diehard at sports as, as you know, Q and Sour. Right. So I think it was, they were like, we have to do it out of like a respect. It's still New York. We love it. These, this team's helping us out. But like, really, they're Yankee fans. And I'll say this
2: Yankee fans in general don't have that. Hatred for Mets fans that a lot of Mets fans have for Yankee fans. They're the little brother team. Yeah, the Yankees have won many more World Series championships. Yeah. Like have the been- guys would never wear Red Sox, uh, Red Sox gear unless it was like a punishment. Right. Oh, which is a great punishment, I think. Huh. I'm a Mets fan. I hate the Yankees. You hate. See what I mean? Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's well, it's like
1: <laughs> it's like uh, it's easier for man to hate Zeus than Zeus to hate man. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Like the Yankees are like they're like a. They they always win. They're like incredible team. It's actually crazy to me that they don't win sometimes. It's, it's like they're they're so prestigious. The best players in the world always want to play on the Yankees. 100% they have true. the most money, most class.
2: Why are they not winning every single game? That's the question. Because uh, the game is rigged. Oh, okay. I <laughs> it's see. rigged against the little guy, New York Yankees. <laughs> Everyone's favorite team.
0: Here we go. Chelsea Metzer, Yankees fan. I'm from New Jersey, so so, yes. so you have also, to. Also, I'm not one. a huge fan of baseball, but. But as your boss, you're a... Ma- a- what jer- <laughs> what's your favorite as- Jersey team?
2: <laughs> I don't think you have... I Newark mean, Bears, have the, independently. We have
0: the Phillies, but... Oh, you South-, South
2: Jersey. Yeah. Oh, Trenton gotcha. Thunder. sort of, Yeah. The Trenton yeah. Thunder, yeah. Now, South Jersey
1: goes all Philly. Yeah, we
0: go all the Philly teams. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Because
1: here's the thing about Trenton Thunder. Oh, no, no. The Lakewood Blue Claws is right. where we filmed in season one. Yes, we did. And that was when Sal sang yeah, at Let's Get the,
2: Sexy? Oh, no, that was Butterfly Crime Scene.
1: Butterfly Crime Scene. But also, Let's Get Sexy was at the same time. We used to try to film as much as we could in a day. Yeah. But we also... This is a little behind the scenes. Murr threw the first pitch, and it was supposed to be a punishment. But when we looked at the cut later, it wasn't... It was, like, bad, but it didn't come
2: off in the way. Right. It's hard to make that a punishment. There's so many bad first pitches too and the guys like really try to be original in what they do so it's kind exactly. of it, it's tough and it, sometimes we'd be like we'll try something and it won't film and yeah like that this is one. Aired. we
1: didn't know a lot we didn't know what we were
0: really doing yet yeah. like Wait, and but what was it was he was throwing the first pitch was he throwing it with his opposite hand or we
1: wanted I to do that i think so I, just, he's he's to left hand to catch. I think he just had to like they were just like you can't hit the glove oh i see and so he like threw it off to this to the side and everyone was like Food and stuff, but it yeah. wasn't remarkable.
0: Right. And we felt it wasn't like, he, like 50 cents, uh, first pitch.
2: That yeah, was yeah, yeah. incredible.
1: If or you haven't Carl seen Lewis that when
2: he embarrassed track and field,
1: <laughs> what's like the best first pitch ever. Is there like one that's like remarkable?
2: Uh, yes. George W. Bush, 2001 world series, first game back at Yankee stadium wearing the flak jacket. So this was after nine 11, like it. And, uh, you know, it was a very, uh, patriotic time for the country and heat, but everyone's like worried again, this is like October. This is a month mm-hmm. later and George W. Bush is wearing a flak jacket and, like, an American League or MLB jacket over the top of that and delivers a strike right down the middle. Hmm. Uh, and from, from the rubber, I want to say, like, he didn't even... He, oh, did, yeah. he did it real deal. Uh, and that, I think that goes down as one of the best uh, first pitches of wow. all time. And his paintings are good. Yeah, he's a pretty good artist. How about that?
0: <laughs> I believe that uh, Shin Shoji's first pitch she was a South Korean gymnast. And I don't know if you've ever seen it, but she does like a gymnastics move, an aerial into a split, and she throws the first pitch, and it was, it was, it beat George W. Bush.
2: It, it, yeah. So, you know, it depends. You know, if you're a real American, you think it's uh, George Bush or it's uh, whoever the hell Danny just said. So, th- th- those are historic. This is a historically bad time. I just saw it. Danny's. It's really good. Danny's right. Danny's is better. <laughs> Danny's is better? Yeah, it, it, it's really good. You should check that out. Okay. Sorry, W. It's all good. Um, on his behalf, it's cool. (laughs) So, but
1: this punishment is
0: really hard to watch. Do you think George W. Bush listens to the podcast?
1: Yeah, one (laughs) hundred percent, definitely. All of the former presidents. He doesn't even watch the show. He just listens to the podcast. Big pod fans. Do you think there's anybody who does that? (laughs) I think that there's anybody who listens to this podcast and doesn't watch the show. It's impossible, right? Maybe my mom.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. My parents. Nah, go. She watches the show. I don't think she knows about
1: this. <laughs> Hold on. But this oh, I, I want to go back to this punishment because sure. it's we were talking about it on the train actually here. Like it is a really brutal one. It's a hard to watch. I did not like watching it.
2: Yeah, I, I'll be very honest with you. And like you. But you know this about me. Like I'll be on set. Something will get very cringeworthy and I'll take out my earbuds. I actually left before this punishment started. I met Tino. I was like, this is great. I'm going back downtown. <laughs> I can't yeah. stick around for this. I know. Yeah, you get you get sensitive. Yeah, I, I get sensitive. I cry for the marks. Yeah. I was going no, even though I know that they're getting all their gear and stuff back later. I was like, oh, no, no, don't, don't, don't do this. And then, but I was also like next to the guys and, um, you know, like while they were watching.
1: Yeah. And I was like, uh, and I just went, paper airplane. <laughs> and then they were like, paper airplane. And so oh. I was like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it's yeah. like these funny moments where you're like, don't do
2: it. And you're like, I'm suggesting things for, to make it worse. And then I'm like, oh,
1: no, why did I do that?
2: I 100% agree. And you know what's the funny thing? Next week's punishment, we won't talk too much about it. Oh, yeah. I feel it's one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. I love next week's episode so much. That punishment, I I could watch a 24-hour extended cut-up if we had it. It's my favorite thing. We're just messing with people. uh, We take things very seriously. We take things very seriously. And I can't tell you how much I love it. It's fun.
1: Yes, it's it. I will say this. It's it's a it's a punishment that people have suggested many times. And it's hard to film in this certain environment.
2: And I'm glad we finally did it. uh, I nothing but joy when I watch this punishment. Uh, And that's what I'm talking about next week's talking about the Tino punishment. Hated watching it so hard. I like I wouldn't blame anybody if they walked away and like time to go make a sandwich. I'll come back when the insider's on and just watch whatever funny clips. I I am surprised.
1: Sometimes like people tell me like my mom, I think sometimes is like, I I couldn't watch this thing. Like certain people have a certain sensitivity to jokers where I, I don't really, I could watch it.
2: I yeah. I could always watch. I don't really have like a yeah. like a
1: cringe filter.
2: Well, yeah, we're looking for different things too. Like we know, right? Man, we also like again, like we know those people are being made whole at the end of the day. Blah blah. But blah.
1: I love I love like you know Sasha Baron Cohen stuff. You know, like when he plays like Borat or the new show Yes Who's America. And I love Nathan for you. Yeah. And I love shows like that where it's real people and they don't really realize what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I love that. I get I, I that's this is a good show for me to work on because of that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't have
1: that filter of.
2: It's the same thing. Empathy. I, like, yeah, same thing, like, watching, like, those episodes of The Office, like, whether it's Ricky Gervais or Michael right. Scott or Steve Carell, yes. yes. it's just like, yeah, that, like, kind of, a like, cringeworthiness. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, Tino was great. Thank. I want to thank him since he's listening,
0: too. Now, I was in the North-South office the day before this was filmed, oh. and there was some panic going on because whoever was uh, right. in charge of locations couldn't find Tino Martinez, and he thought maybe Tino had canceled. So I just happened to be walking by and I happened to have friends. You heard the drama. And this is one of the
2: most insane things that's ever happened. Ready? We were talking about like Tino is missing, (laughs) at least in our world. He wasn't. He showed up and (laughs) everything was great. But we were like, we can't find Tino Martinez. And what does Danny Green say? How about Daryl Strawberry? (laughs) And we're like, are you kidding me? He's like, yeah, I can get in touch with Daryl. And then you try to get in touch with Daryl. He wasn't in New York. right? And so then what did you say? I said, how about Bernie Williams? And when did you last see Bernie Williams, Danny Green? The night before. Which (laughs) was, first of all, why are you rubbing elbows with all these sports stars? I was at
0: the premiere of a, going back to Jokers, uh, of a uh, film by a director named John Hawk. Uh, John also directed the Q, uh, Simi Kostanowicz video about uh, uh, the the opening of Staten Island. The map the map uh john is also a very well-known documentary filmmaker with a specialty in sports and that night was the premiere of his film about the uh, yankees red Sox series of Hmm. uh as a mets fan i don't remember what year but i think it was
1: 1978 wow that's huge Mm -hmm. danny how do you that's incredible so i called
0: john and he gave me bernie the bernie williams agent uh and i left it to, to to north south to the jokers to see if they could find him but it turned out that uh Tino was just busy on another phone call well, and it all you,
1: worked out. You didn't save the day but you could have. I could have. And yes. that's that's the that's the lesson learned. Yeah. Danny Green always ready to almost save the day. <laughs> I did my best. Daryl Strawberry though, I do want I have this Mets hat that I got. Yeah. And it's it's okay. It's like a vintage but like new. And cuz I had this one for a long time. And it got really beat up and smelly, so I got a new one. But it's not the same. Right. But it has this—you know how, like the underside of a hat, the bill, like the the bottom side—is usually green. Mm-hmm. For some reason, this one's like white. Okay, and oh, I don't really that like that. That has to it. do with
0: the quality of the hat. I think it's cheap. Professional hats are green. green. It's and cheap. they have a certain number of stitching uh, right in the bill.
1: But I thought I want to have a signature on that because it's white. And you I was like, me let sign? me get. Uh, um, how can I say this? <laughs> I don't have any empathy, so no. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I would love to have, like, the first person I thought, Daryl Strawberry. Oh, okay. Do you know who the second person I thought? John Stearns. Ad-Rock from the Beastie Boys. Oh. That's, like, that would be the coolest place for that. And I feel like he would dig that, too. Why Ad-Rock? A... They're Mets fans. Okay. And I think, like, that would be really cool to have, like, a, a, you know, like a rapper's uh, autograph on a hat, a like hat. a baseball hat. I think that would be cooler than... You know what I mean? Like, uh, be, uh, like any any Mets yeah. would be cool. What
0: about Chris oh, no. Rock? He's a Mets fan. I, they show his video up on the scoreboard.
2: Oh, know, he is a Mets course. fan. He's a Mets yeah.
1: fan?
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, no.
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, of course. Yeah. But my top, my number one is Daryl Strawberry. My number two is Ed I like this idea. It's like getting, like, Kendrick Lamar to sign a football. And he's like, what? <laughs> but I do like football. Yeah, for okay. the like a, a Raiders, right? Yeah. yeah. Oakland? Yeah, I mean, I know he was at, like, L.A. Rams training camp last year. If, uh, as a Hard Knocks fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fun... I like I mean, a little he's mashup. Guy, so he's pre- I guess he's probably Rams now, but he probably grew up Raiders fan, but now they're all over the place. I mean, I don't know. Kendrick Lamar, I know you're listening. <laughs> you and W are probably in the car somewhere, so just let us know yeah. uh, where your allegiances lie. Uh, a Jay-Z signing a Yankees hat would be big, right? That would be big, yeah. Because he, he made the Yankee cat more famous than the Yankee. Uh, that was his claim. Uh but Tino Martinez has refuted that claim. Okay. Good and time. has signed more Yankee hats than J V. Mm. So All I right. don't know.
1: Well, uh that's about wraps it up. Speaking of rap, nice. segue. Nice. boom. He did it. That about wraps it up. I want to thank Chelsea for being here.
4: You.
1: Okay, Danny Green. My pleasure as always. James McCarthy. And my name is Tino Martinez the whole time I've been here. Oh. <laughs> Scooby Doo. <laughs> thank, he thank you for listening everybody. Thank you for listening. Bye, Tino. Home run man.